Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with Janelle and Leslie. I'm Janelle Cameron. Hi there, I'm Leslie Pearson. Today, we're going to talk about why it's better to buy than rent. Welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team, the podcast that helps make your real estate dreams a reality. The Janelle Cameron team is your expert source for all things real estate in the greater Toronto area. Whether you're considering a renovation to improve your return on investment, looking at homes for the very first time, or even considering becoming an agent yourself, we've got you covered. Hey everybody, welcome back. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, We've got a good show today that's going to talk all about why it's better to buy than it is to rent, in our opinion. Mm -hmm. Not that we're biased. Well, we're biased. We'll admit that at the outset, but the... um like it's this is just logic. It's just like when logic. you hear these reasons, um, if you are if you are renting or you know anyone who is renting, you'll say to yourselves, "Why the heck are mm-hmm. we doing this?" So we are biased, but evidence supports our bias. Yeah, and I think we're going to go over some reasons, both financial and non-financial, for why home ownership is a better better for most people, not everybody, but for most people given, you know, you're the kind of person that lives in a particular city for X period of time, and you're not planning on, you know, moving all over the place, and this is where your roots are, it's better to invest in a home than it is to spend the money on rent. Right. So, okay, so uh, let's just give a really quick sort of update on what's happening in the market this week. Um, It's been interesting. I, I said the same thing last week, but this week, I found um, things have been moving. So I did, as part of our Q&A this week, I did uh, kind of a deep dive into some different neighborhoods around the city to see if indeed what we were hearing about was right about multiple offers and different things. And most neighborhoods that I monitored were either selling for 100% of the asking price or higher. So the East End, for example, last week was uh, around 106% of the asking price. So it wasn't just our imagination. Things are actually moving. And I can see that um, even with a couple of listings I have that have been slow. I'm getting offers at least. I'm not saying they're good, but at least I'm starting to get offers and things in the buildings where they are starting to move. So... um, and I think this is just really because there's no inventory. Like there's no inventory coming out. Mm-hmm. It's really, really slow and dry. Mm-hmm. And the stuff that is coming out, it's not that good. So then um, if you have a good property, oh my gosh, it's it sells fast. And what do you mean by a good property? I would say things that are, uh, you know, maybe it's a little bit unique. Maybe yeah. it's um, special in some way. It's, um, you know, it's on a good street. It's got a good view. It's whatever the case may be. It's, it's you know, it's good. So say you have two units in an, in a building that faces the lake, one's on the second floor and one's on the second, 22nd floor. You know, the 22nd floor has a great view. It's going to get swept up pretty fast. Right. So in this market, it, um, it really serves you well to be unique and, and better than the competition. Yeah. And looking good. Those are the ones that, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I saw, this was actually surprising, but I, I've seen a couple like in places. In tougher markets, everything goes. And t- yes, mm-hmm. and I've seen a couple places t- now lately where they have their homes staged and kept like they would have done two years ago when everything sold. They're just, the photos are terrible. 
the price is too much. You know, that's, I think some sellers are still living far in the past. Mm -hmm. So uh, those things won't sell. Yeah. Um, In my um, little travels around the city in the last week, I find, um, I find some of that. And then I, I find uh, almost, you know, that's balanced by an equal number that are just kind of sitting. And I have listing agents calling me almost sounding desperate. Yeah. There's uh, some places there's, sitting a long time yeah but you know in uh, that context of what you say like I look at some listings and uh, I'm looking um, I have a client looking for very high end fairly high end uh, condo purchase and so how could you as a listing agent list a two million dollar condo and it looks so bad oh my god like how how do sellers accept that I have no yeah, idea. So I'm seeing some of that. And those are the ones yeah. that are sitting. They're sitting. So, yes, yeah. to your point, now, because you want to stand out more than maybe ever you had to, you've got a stage, you've got to paint, you got to make sure everything works, and you have to um, use agents that market extensively and, and showcase the property well. I mean, these ones that are sitting, and I, like, I have to turn my head sideways to look at the the photo that was taken clearly by her phone by, a fo- by with her own no lights phone. on and you can't yeah. make out what's can in the room. Can you imagine? <laughs> and like, because like, so it's $2 million dollar listing. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Or the ones where like the pets are in the photo and it's like, you yeah. know, they haven't even had the decency to yeah. put away the laundry. Like yeah. it's just, it's, un- it's shocking. So I find a combination of, um, yeah, yeah, a bit of uh, uptick and some multiple situation prices going over asking, um, but at the same time, some places sitting a very long time. Yeah, that's kind of my point. I think mm-hmm. going back to what you asked me before, what do I mean by good? I would say it's priced well, it looks good, it's in a good neighborhood or a good building. So you may have really good product in buildings that aren't as desirable, those are sitting. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, houses that are really nice, but the neighborhood's not as hot as others, those are sitting. Or they look terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, let's go to our topic for today and discuss why we think renting is still better than buying right now. Um, renting is still better than I buying? I mean, buying is still better than <laughs> renting right now. I'm leaving now. <laughs> Despite everything that's going on in the market. you got to stop renting. Now's the time to do it. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You didn't see the light years ago. I mean, it's shining right on you now. Yeah, it certainly is. Okay, so number one reason I think is uh, basic. It's really cost savings. Yeah. Yeah. Because most of the time, and we touched on this last week, your monthly mortgage payment, even today, is going to be less than your rent payment because rents are very expensive. I think I saw yesterday that they're up 40% over last year. Wow. So across the Toronto, right? Downtown Toronto. So if you think about that, you really have to analyze if you have a down payment, enough for a down payment. Look at the numbers, right? Go to your bank, use a calculator, and compare mm-hmm. what your mortgage payment would be versus what your rent payment is. Yeah, you would be. You might be very surprised. We think you would be surprised. We do. Yeah. And so, now there are rules around rent increases. There are, as long as it's not a new building. Yeah. So yeah. is that 2018? Do you know? I think it was 2018. Year? I think uh, once yeah. after 2018. So... So you're more vulnerable than you would be if you had a mortgage. So it also, so it's uh, cost effective and there's vulnerability there to increases. Yeah. And we'll talk about that, I think, yeah. um, in a minute, but that's a really good point because, um, 
for most people, you know, you know what your mortgage payment will be, you know, especially if you lock in mm -hmm. to a fixed rate, not that that's my preferred, but that's another story. Mm -hmm. If you lock into a fixed rate, you know exactly right. what those but payments are yeah. going to be yeah. for the next five years. Now, the pushback you get uh, to that uh, argument from renters is, you know, the additional costs. You sure. Know, if you rent, you don't have property taxes. You don't have uh, maybe all of the utilities. You don't have... Uh, you only have tenant insurance. And so um, a tenant would say all those other costs mm -hmm. add up to make it much more expensive to buy than to rent. I that it's you, a false economy to just look at the rent. I hear yeah. that all the time. Yeah, and I, I think that's fair, but you have to kind of do the numbers and kind of work it out and see what the difference is. And if you can afford all of the stuff from the buying side, and in some cases I think you're going to find they net out. Mm -hmm. because if you're renting some two bedroom condos right now are $4,000 a month yeah. yep. and they're not even big. Yeah. So, you know, I can tell you that your average mortgage payment on that same unit is going to be probably 2,500 a month plus right. your fees and everything else is probably going to be less than four anyway. Right. So you really, I think have to look at each one and, and run the numbers and see what works for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and be smart about it. Yeah, so we're not saying just compare rent to mortgage. We're saying look at everything. Yeah. We still think you'll come out ahead if you buy. That's right. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so on that note, you know, let's talk about the second piece of that, and that is from an investment standpoint. This, you know, buying something is an investment in your future. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So when we, so we're not just talking about payments, you know, rent versus mortgage. We're talking about, what you are building and the equity you're building over time in property that you absolutely know will go up in value. Yeah, you're in. You're investing in yourself. That's right. Um, I mean, we talked about this last week, but uh, over time, has there you know there there's no price decrease over time mm -hmm. um, in the GTA. So you know when you everybody knows this, but when you pay rent, you're you're really Throwing your money away, in my view. That's you're, right. You're funding somebody else's mortgage and somebody else's, you know, value and equity. Um, and so why not in, do that to yourself? Exactly. Um, yeah. It's an investment in your future. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I sold my house uh, almost a year ago now, but um, if we hadn't bought that house 18 years ago, yep. we'd have nothing if we left that property. That's right. We'd, we'd pack up our bags and go and be starting from scratch somewhere. Well... Instead, our house grew in value by over a million dollars. So right. we had a bit of money. Right. And it just doesn't make sense not to kind of see that, I think, you mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I think that it's, it's important. I, I get pushback about that too, and I, I can't have the conversation because I don't understand it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the pushback I get along that lines is that people think they would make more money investing that money elsewhere. And I think I understand that, yeah. but historically, if we're looking at the last 10 years in the real estate market, mm -hmm. we're seeing on average anywhere between 10 to even up to 40% right. return. And, so that's what year. I don't understand about it. Where would you get that elsewhere? Yeah. you And you have to live somewhere anyway at the same time. Right. Like, right. But where would you get that return? I mean, I, I don't think anywhere. Mm -hmm. Would you? So I mean, I, that's I why I can't so. have the conversation with people who say yeah. that because I, I don't understand where that is. Yeah. Well, let me just give you a bit of an example. Mm -hmm. So let's just take your average condo in the city of Toronto. This August, and now we're talking things have slowed down, right? And we, we 
might be close to the bottom of where it's going to be with this decline. So the price of an average condo in Toronto this month was 740000 Five years ago, the price was 400000 Right. So let's just say, rounding up, that you've made in five years $300,000 in equity on that particular condo. Even if the prices drop this year and 730,000 becomes 650,000 over five years, you've still spent, mm-hmm. you've, you know, you've still made a lot of money mm-hmm. on top of that. I want you to think about the average rent and I'm going to be conservative here and say that the average rent you've been paying is 2,800, mm-hmm. which I assume is probably more than that. Mm-hmm. That's $33,000 a year <laughs> over five years. You've paid $168,000 in rent. Lucky landlord. Lucky landlord. And you have, on the other side, missed out on $330,000 in equity. So we are looking at almost $500,000 of lost income. Now, you tell me Mm -hmm. if you've made $500,000 in any other market, stock or otherwise. I don't think so. So that is kind of what my argument would be about that is it's really just a numbers game. Now I understand that people may not have, you know, the hang up for a lot of people is a down payment. They understand how important it is to buy, but they don't have the money for the down payment. But I would say, you know, do what you can, because all you have to do is look at these numbers over the last five years is nothing. So what can you say to allay those uh, down payment fears? Like what, what do you need as a down payment? I, it really depends. Like on on that typical, $750,000 condo. Yeah. For everybody, it's different, right? It will depend on your, your financial situation, your income. Um, I would say if it's your first time buying and you have good credit, good income and everything else, you could say 10% down. So, you know, if, if you have $70,000, the chances are pretty good, you know, that you can get a mortgage for that amount. Of course, if you're paying less than 20%, down payment, you have extra fees associated in mortgage insurance fees, but they're not that much. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for most people, if you can save 70,000, in some cases, you don't even need that much. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I would say, you know, give yourself, try to save 10% if you can. And, um, you know, over time, and that's, and that's a whole other topic of conversation is how, how to be able to do that. But, you know, it's, it's something that your goal should be, mm-hmm it should be right is saving, saving at least 10% so that you can be on the other side of this for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. So that was kind of a long thing about from the investment standpoint, because I think, um, you know, even today at 700, $700,000, you know, I guarantee you five years from now, you know, it's going to be a lot higher than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, maybe related to this investment, um, advantage or benefit of buying um, some people are choosing to continue to rent but buy something else somewhere else and rent it out themselves yeah that kind of purchase yeah. so I mean even that is an investment in yourself it is and I but. think that actually is one of our other points is oh. really about passive income right okay mm-hmm. because right. I feel like um, that's a good option because I I I think of some people I know who can't afford to buy something in Toronto. Right. Their 10% may only be 40,000. Right. 
So, so that's not going to get them very much here. No, but, but you can get maybe a nice little place in Windsor mm-hmm. or um, St. Catharines or something like that. Right. So maybe if you're a renter and you're feeling really kind of discouraged by the prices that are in Toronto, you don't have to be. Think about buying somewhere else. That's right. And starting to get some income. Yeah. Because I believe that only by doing that will you then be able to turn the situation around right. and get out of renting in Toronto. That's right. If you start somewhere. And for some people, that's a great start. Yeah, because let's just say you can buy, for example, and I think we're going to do a whole show about this next week, but let's say you spend $400,000 on a house in Windsor that has two units. You are probably going to be getting at least $2,500 to $3,000 worth of income. So when you run those numbers, chances are you're going to have a positive cash flow. And so the reason that you should own property is so that, you know, if you're going to do it that way is really so that you can get some passive income. Right. And then in a couple of years, you can pull some equity out of that property and buy something for yourself. So it's the only way really to build. Right. Yeah. So this topic today really isn't about why she, I guess it's more broadly, even if you rent, you should buy. (laughs) You should buy. (laughs) You should definitely buy. Uh, Okay. So the next one we wanted to talk about was control. So one of the things uh, that is so frustrating with renting is that, um, number one, you have no control over what happens with the place. The owner could kick you out for, because they're moving back in or they could be selling or any number of reasons that they, you know, that they need to get rid of the property. And so you're so vulnerable, you're so vulnerable and you sign that one year lease and that's, that's a commitment. But other than that, it's not very long. No. And so you could, as a renter, renting um, a property that was owned as opposed to a partner, an apartment building, but you could find yourself having to look at for place every year. And, and yeah. we've both had clients yeah. that have, uh, you know, called kind of miserable because they've been, you know, found out that they had, that there's a situation that does qualify as them having to leave. And that's devastating. Yeah. It's, it's very sad, especially yeah. uh, older people. Like this happened to me. Yeah. I remember that this year. Yeah. yeah. So it's very unfortunate. Or, so, or younger people with kids and oh, they're yeah. in a school district and it has all kinds. So I think it hits the young and the old. It does. It really does. And, and so, you know, you have really no control over, over anything when you're renting. Um, well, and so it's, it's that issue about your, um, you know, your long-term staying in the property, but it's control over everything over, you know, if you can put up paintings, if you can paint a color that you like, mm-hmm. if you, if the furnace breaks, what and how it's replaced, like you just don't have any say over anything. Yeah. Yeah. Which I can't imagine. I mean, we all did it, but I, at this point now I think, gosh, that must be so frustrating, especially what we're seeing a lot of right now is, you know, kind of back to the the rent increases and different things like that, because rents have gone up so high, landlords are trying to get rid of their existing tenants right. and get better tenants right. in who are going to, who are willing to pay more. And right. they're finding ways around that and doing that. And again, you've got as a tenant, absolutely no control mm-hmm. over what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's no way to live, right? Mm-hmm. No, exactly. Um, okay. So next one is, uh, we're saying a little bit, we're calling it privacy, but really it's a little bit about, you know, your lifestyle. You know, if you like to play your music loud, you like to smoke, 
you want to have, you know, 96 cats. As a homeowner, you can do all of those things. Mm -hmm. As a renter, you can't do any of them. Mm -hmm. So if, you know, you are the kind of person who feels like privacy or having your own rights is important. Flexibility, freedom. Flexibility. Mm -hmm. Those are things that you can really only do as an owner. Right. Um, You know, you can be evicted as a, as a tenant for any number of things that you've said that you wouldn't do. So, you know, for example, if there's no smoking in the building, you can be evicted if you smoke or, um, you know, even in, even in a home, if you've signed a lease that says that you won't smoke and you guarantee that you won't smoke and they find out you're smoking, it's, you know, could be cause for eviction. So, right. So you're, you're by renting, you're being forced to live by somebody else's rules. That's right. Not be in charge of your own life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which again is is tough, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So the next one is customization of your home. So, Obviously, we all have certain things that we want in our homes and things that are important to us. Uh, You may decide that you don't like a certain color on the wall. You may decide that you don't like the wall at all. Right. (laughs) These are things that you have no control over as a tenant. Um, As a homeowner, obviously, you can customize your space to your needs and what's important to you. I think um, it must be very odd to live somewhere thinking, oh, I'd really like to change that faucet I don't like the color but oh I can't do anything right so I think it it's also comes down to a little bit of pride of of where you live in ownership because mm-hmm. even if you're renting a really expensive beautiful place you know it's not your taste and so it's that would be very frustrating I think mm-hmm. especially if you're paying a lot of money and there's nothing you can do mm-hmm. you know um because I get I get this from my tenants one in particular who constantly wants changes to be made because she doesn't like things and of course, I'd say no. Right. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that right. because you don't like the floors. I'm not replacing the floors. Right. So, uh, you know, go buy your own place. Yeah. So, uh, which I wish she would. She's that's <laughs> there's a there's a tenant that should be buying. Um, so yeah, so there's those types of things that I think are really important to think about, right? Yeah. It's yeah. it's customization, it's living how you want to live, it's being able to be in a space that you feel comfortable with because that's your choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Um, and the, and the pets thing, that's another thing. I think uh, just on that note too, because, um, you know, a lot of landlords don't want pets Mm -hmm. and the law says that if you sign a lease that says you don't, you won't bring in pets and then you do bring in pets, um, you know, you, you have a right to do that, unfortunately. However, you know, if there's damage caused and if there's problems and the neighbors don't like the barking, it, you know, there can be an eviction potential situation that could happen. So. Um, okay. And really the, uh, one more thing I wanted to say was about interest rates because they are still very low. I know we all, you know, are hearing about how high they're going and they're going up again and et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, that is all very true, but at the same time, they're still very low. And if you are a renter who's thinking about buying and again, you lock into something that's a good rate, it's, very beneficial for you to do that right now because yeah. if they are going up, you should get in while they're lower anyway. Yeah, and you can lock in an interest rate for like ninety to twenty days. That's right. So, so while you shop. Yeah. Now we think there are going to be some increases coming. So why? The, I don't can't find a reason why not to doing that now. 
Yeah. So do that. And, you know, as Janelle says, we hear a lot about how they're going up and up and up, but they're still almost historically low. Exactly. So, you know, this last reason that we're talking about is that, you know, I think in general, interest rates and um, just the market in general, there's never been a better time to Mm -hmm. move from being a renter to a buyer. That's right. Um, The stars seem to be aligned mm-hmm. for getting out of the rental treadwi- treadmill if you can. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you're right, it is a treadmill. It's tough. Yeah. It's tough to get out. Yeah. Uh, and I know that, especially if you're in the city. Yeah. You know, I have this conversation with my physiotherapist all the time who has a good income and... But can't save can't, any money. He just can't. He can't save enough. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just constantly stuck because rents keep going up and he's been evicted twice for moving landlord moving in which he knows they aren't but it's because they can get more money and the last place he went to uh was a new like a new building so and he didn't realize but the landlord said i'm gonna raise it by four hundred dollars on a bachelor apartment and he said but i I can't afford that he said then you gotta go right and that's it right there's your vulnerability that you if you want to avoid it yeah you want to get out of that yeah exactly Mm -hmm. um okay good anything else you want to no that's i mean we're we're biased. We yeah. believe in the um, benefits of ownership over renting everything. Right. Um, and uh, including houses. It just does not make sense to me if you can swing it to line somebody else's pockets. Yes. And um, live life on the edge, is, which is how I view renting. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Because exactly. any day you could get that call saying, sorry, but you've got to go. And exactly. I could not live that way. No. Um, that would drive me crazy. Mm-hmm. Especially if you've got a family right. and you've got right. other, you know, right people that you, I mean, just settling in and having to. Right. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Okay. So hopefully that's been helpful. Um, we'd love, I'm sure we'll get some pushback. I'm getting all kinds of pushback on everything I say these days. Oh. Oh yeah. People are angry. I think, especially if I, if I ever mention anything about um, real estate prices, people see, people really in their hearts believe they're going to drop to like three hundred thousand dollars, and they are adamant about it and angry if I say the opposite. And these are buyers; these are just people online, mm-hmm. angry internet trolls, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find I find it amusing and. Fun. Well, there's, uh, you know, the thought out there, the perception that because we're in the business, we are kind of skewing the news. Yes, I guess that's what it is. To be self-serving. And I think that's what they're angry about. They're, they've got the message wrong, though. Right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, these are things we believe. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And we'll see. We'll see how it... And that's what I say to, I think, my response to everybody is, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just see. Let's have a conversation in, in another, you know, six months. And, mm-hmm. and we'll we'll see how it played out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If the wind always blows one way, why do you think it's going to one day blow the other? Oh, I know. Right. Fascinating. No evidence to suggest it. But no. Uh, well, and then what's the point of being an internet troll? Like, what what benefit does someone get out of being angry over the internet? Oh man, I honestly, like, what, how I, is that serving them? I never understood that. I don't know. And I, like, I'm a <laughs> we're off topic for a minute, but this is interesting. But like, I'm a huge YouTube consumer. Like, I watch YouTube videos as TV for me. Like, it's I about anything and the comments people make on every video I watch, which has nothing to do with anything, which are so freaking nasty about how people look about how their, their clothes, about how they look 
you know, stupid in that dress, how ugly they are. I just, it, it's fascinating mm-hmm. and horrifying mm-hmm. to hear how people talk about other people. So, right. you know, in our case, it's thankfully I'm not getting too much negative stuff other than, you know, I'm stupid. I've heard that before. Uh, or I don't know what I'm talking about or bias. Yeah. That would, bias would be nice. I'd, yeah. be, I'd appreciate that. You know, it's the, what an idiot you've got to be kidding like this kind of stuff. Right. But it is really fascinating to me, but I guess these they're, they're lonely. They have no life and they feel like it's important to them to speak their mind about things that, uh, yeah, I find myself, you know, um, both in person and maybe online a little bit, I'll start to, uh, I, you know, I have a different view of something than someone and I'll start to really push it. And then I go, go delete backspace 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 exactly. what's the point right right what is the point point? and the thing is i think in our society today yeah. you're not allowed to have opposing yeah. views anymore yeah. yeah you can't you have to agree yeah. with everything and you have to be yeah. as neutral as possible yeah. or else it yeah. comes back yeah i'm learning just to, to walk away ass. and this is even in person i mean if i have the conversation one more time with thelma on uh, my street who thinks she um owns the road in front of her house <laughs> at some point there's no point in continuing right. the conversation right you just go okay whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're right you're right Thelma <laughs> or you know her neighbor um parks in the mutual drive so that means she has parking right right well, no. <laughs> you graciously let Peter park there for 20 years but when you sell your house oh. you don't have parking yeah yeah exactly <laughs> Right. There's no telling Thelma that. Yeah. Oh, and when you get there, sorry, but it's just, we're having like a conversation. <laughs> we're venting. We're venting. I, this is the best though. I had this, I was talking to this woman who's going to sell a condo, not with me, as it turns out with somebody else. And she's telling me why hers is so much better than the one that's for sale right now, but it's the same unit, mm-hmm. except it's one floor below. Mm-hmm. But mine is this and mine has that. And I'm like, yep, so does the other one. But so adamant yeah. that hers is worth $150,000 more than this other one because of all the things it has. And she's sure of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. yeah you hear that all the time. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you're kind of like, but I'm, you know, certainly I'm sure you're the same. And I'm at the stage of my career and I'm like, that's awesome. I'm not the one for you. <laughs> Good luck with it. I'll keep an eye. <laughs> yeah. Sending you all those positive vibes. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay. All right, guys, uh, hopefully this has been as entertaining for you as it was for us, <laughs> as usual. Uh, let us know if you need anything. And in the meantime, happy real estate. Get out there, get buying. That's right. Happy real estate. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team. But more importantly, we hope you feel better informed and enthusiastic about your real estate future. We know buying and selling can be stressful, so let us help. If you're looking for hands-on support in the greater Toronto area, the Janelle Cameron team from Remax Hallmark Realty is ready to assist. Visit JanelleCameron.com, that's J-E-N-E-L-L-E Cameron.com, or dial 416-486-5588. Join us again next week as we deliver more content to help you reach your real estate dreams.